guys, this is Angie H, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. This is your weekly dose of tea where we dive right into holistic health, societal issues, and even a platform that gives you that motivation and inspiring thoughts that would help you see the rainbow even in your darkest cloud. So I want you to sit back, grab that cup of tea, and enjoy the show. guys and welcome to season two of thursday thoughts over tea i am your host angie h and what better way to start off a new season and a new year new decade than with my special guest my husband of 12 years mr slim hall say something to the people hello there podcast world i'm happy to be here she finally invited me so i'm here all right and he's petty so you probably will hear that throughout the entire show um but we wanted to talk about marriage I see that there is a lot of engagements on my timeline. Congratulations to everyone that got engaged over the holidays. Um, And one thing and one bit of advice that I would have for you is to find your own rhythm in your marriage. Don't try to follow someone else's blueprint because nobody knows your dynamic. Nobody knows what you need from your marriage. So always find your own blueprint. But again, we get a lot of questions about how we did it, how we navigate through different things. And some of you guys sent us some questions in and we will address those. But I just wanted to just start this thing off um, with a special guest and especially my husband, my support system. He has supported me through every endeavor that I have had. And trust me, there's a lot of them, and the list keeps growing. <laughs> so, again, um, thank you for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy what we have to say. You can take something from our topics or the answers of the questions that we have. Um, so we can jump right in. One of the questions that we have, um, and that I've had a lot of, um, and we have been married for 12 years, um, but we have been together for 13 And one of the things that um, I get asked or we get a lot of comments on is how do I feel about being submissive? And I will say for me personally, um, and again, my husband will chime in on his thoughts on what it means. But in the beginning of our marriage, the first five years, absolutely not. Submissive was nowhere in my vocabulary. A man was not getting ready to tell me anything. And he, I felt like it was control. But as I've grown over these um, years of marriage, I learned that submissive does not mean control. Submissive means that I trust you to lead. And don't get it wrong, I am still learning this process because this is not a dynamic or this is not a seed that was planted in me um, as I was growing up. You know, some women have that seed that has been planted they know exactly what it takes to be a wife um they have some form of blueprint even if they don't follow the blueprint of the elders before them they have some form of what it looks like to be a wife so that being a strong independent woman was nowhere in my vocabulary so i still have those issues that i'm still trying to work out so i still have those trust moments but um To be submissive does not mean to be controlled. That means that I trust him enough to lead me and the vision of our family. So, okay, husband, so what do you think um, submissive means? Well, for myself, I had no clue what it meant. I didn't know it was a big deal. I just thought a husband 
uh, a man approaches his the woman he wants to uh, marry, asks her to marry. She says yes, and they move on. I had no clue of the dynamic of submission. I just thought we was a team. We go at it. We might bump heads. But if I ask you not to go somewhere, okay, you give me the respect to not go, and vice versa. So this whole submission dynamic, I never, never seen it to be a problem because I, I watched my grandparents and my grandfather asked my grandma to do something, she'd do it and vice versa and they would argue over blue moon, but I didn't know it was such a big deal, as much of a big deal as it is until I got married. And I could say that has been one of the biggest struggles early on in our marriage. And uh, that, like I said, I totally agree with that. Um, and as he stated, he had that dynamic of seeing his grandmother and grandfather, a strong marriage. And I mean, his grandmother lived well into her 90s. So he seen that dynamic of husband and wife. So it wasn't as big of a transition for him as it was for me because I didn't see too many of those staples um, in my own upbringing. So it is something that we both had to navigate through. Uh, we both seen a difference in it. But I can say that it's a little bit easier. And like I said, I'm not going to sit on this podcast and tell you I got it together because I will be lying. I still have some issues with he said one thing and I still question because of some history and battles that I have within myself, not necessarily in his ability to lead. So um, I will say that it is a process that we have to grow through each and every day. And I know, especially for me, I had um, so many toxic environments that I was a part of that trying to detox myself, I still have some stumbling blocks and still some work that I have to um, get through. Another question that we had... Oh, can I say something? Sure. And I feel like the, the, the thing of submission when it comes, I'm saying, in the melanated environment, the black uh, experience, whatever you want to call it, I feel like it's overplayed because women submit to their bosses at work all the time. So I never understood what's the bit you can submit to your boss and whoever else that you are up under, but as soon as you get home, there's an issue and maybe that's part of the dynamic. You get you was tired of someone else telling you or asking you something to do all day. So when you come home, it's like, uh, no, I'm going to do what I want to do and stay out my face. That's just my thought. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Wow. Now, that was a great point um, because I never thought of it in that manner. Um, we submit to, and it doesn't even have to be the male boss. It can be a female boss. It can be any anyone. And, and I can understand as a husband, not that I'm a male, but as a husband, I watch you submit to everybody around me but you don't trust me. So uh, that was a that was a great point, husband. I, you're kind of smart a little bit. <laughs> but um, that's a great point. That is something that we need a table and really dig deep and think about. And we might have to we might have to come back after some responses to that and have a follow up to that um to that comment. That was really that was really good. So that we can get other people's opinion. Um, of why it's so easy to do that, but hard at home. Uh-huh. Wow, that was great. Um, and another 
um, point I wanted to make is that I've had a question um, for me personally was how did I go from being a single mom to now I'm married and now I have a male figure and a hand in helping me raise my son. Um, and now he's a man child. <laughs> he's 22. He's 22 years old. So um, my husband has been active in his life a very long time. And I will say in the beginning of our marriage, absolutely not. I didn't, um, I didn't value his opinion or input because I was doing it by myself. Um, I didn't have that male figure, so that's my baby. That's my son. And to this day, his full self at 22, he will come to me first. Then he'll go to dad. But he'll come to me first. But um, I think because that was a part of, he was a part of my growing and growing up because I had him at 16, that you can't take that from me because that's what I had control of. Now I'm in this marriage and I have to literally ask certain things or now it's a male perspective to the raising of a man. Um, and so that, that part was really hard. Like that part went along with that first five years of that submission <laughs> was, look, I'm a single mom. So let me do me with my, my child. And if we have kids, then you can help me with them. And now we do have two kids. Um, and that question goes blended in with our blended family because we do have, um, I do have bonus babies. So we do have a dynamic where there was three kids um, previous to our marriage. And now we have two together. But as a single mom, that was the hard, hard thing for me. Um, even though I knew the importance of having a man be present in a young man's life, um, it still was hard for me because that was my baby. And I don't need you trying to tell me what to do with my child. So I had to, um, I had to deal with that and really go back to, I wanted to raise my son with the male figure. I wanted someone to be present in the home. I wanted that for my child, which is why after having him at 16 years old, I said I would never have another child unless I'm married. I didn't want that because I wanted to break a curse that was generations in, in my own family. Um, I didn't want to keep having kids and not have a husband. Um, that was just something personally, not judging anyone that has done it because we all have, um, a past, but it's still, even though it was something I prayed for, it was still a transition. Um, so, what do you, how was that for you? I know I, I got on your last nerve. <laughs> okay, going back to what you said earlier, the issue that I found with the, quote, the single mother raising the son was you didn't know how to raise a boy into a man. A male, yes. A man, no. And being a man, I know how to manipulate a woman. Young boys know how to manipulate their mothers. 
So he would say little things and cry a few tears and say a few little comments that would suck her in. And instantly, I was like, nah, that ain't gonna work. He's trying to get you. She wanna believe not my baby. I'm like, look, he's running game. I see it, I'm a guy. I know what game is, mother or not, you still a female, and he gonna still use the same game against you. Now, like she said, that brought a rift at times. Even now, like she said, that's still her baby, and I still be like, put, let his hand go. Excuse me, let his little ass grow up a little bit. Let him bump his head some. Stop trying to catch him and make every time he trip and fall a cushion. He's not going to learn because what a lot of women I've noticed that are single mothers not understanding is that same young man you're raising is going to be the same one another woman's going to call a weak mama's boy the same women that I would talk to that's raising that weak mama's boy would be talking about another man being weak and being a mama's boy and they cannot see that there are they are the the person by being the single mother not saying that's something they wanted because I would hope not but they're the ones that was grooming these men to be man boys not ready for a wife not understanding what it takes to take care of a family and so that was my issue I was trying to get my wife to see that now I said she see it a little better she still he is still our most expensive child I say this all the time Ugh, not my sweet sweet baby out of out of our five kids he is our most if it's gonna be some money that's gonna have to be spent it's gonna be on this dude and, and, and not saying that's a bad thing I can say my boy he tries he presses he works hard but just at the end of the day this dude is always in my pocket he in my pocket right now and I know as a parent with kid, I'm always in my parents pocket but good gracious this this brother here <laughs> whoo he, he's my baby I love him that's my baby but yeah it's it was different it was different and I had I was a father of I am a father of two before we got married, so I understand what it takes to be a father. And so I was trying to lean that on my wife, like, hey, I'm not new to this. I'm not just some guy off the street that's never had kids. We actually have a, a daughter that's a daughter and son that's the same age, and I have a and we have a, a, a middle son. So I was I had two kids and she had one, so I kind of understand the rigmarole with being a parent. So I was just saying, hey, I'm in this. I know what's going on. I know how this works. So just let me help you and we can be a team. But you know, so at times that was a little bit of a struggle. And you know, it's still, you know, that's still her baby. She still got her arms around him. But every once in a while, she had thrown him a curveball, said, did you ask your daddy? And then that's the whole end of the conversation. Cause you know, I'm gonna bring him a whole different area of questions. And, and that's it. That's all I got right now. <laughs> Yes, he'd be like, never mind then. I didn't talk to dad, never mind. Because <laughs> he know, I'd be like, well, let me talk to him for you. We gonna see. But, you know what? In his defense, he's not the only one. <laughs> he's not the only one. All of the kids, all five kids, come to me first. Oh, that's true. 
They all come to me first. That's very true. My bonus babies, my baby, they are my babies, period. They come, they come to mama first. That's true. Mama, can you talk to daddy? <laughs> so, so he's it's not that he's just no nonsense with my firstborn. No, he's like that with every single one of them. I'm Even I'm baby girl that is seven. <laughs> okay, so that's a great um point to go into, um, a great spot, I should say, to go into our next question. And how was it becoming a blended family and then having two more kids together? Um, so a lot of times um, life happens and you have kids first before you actually find that person you want to marry. Um, and so you have to blend your families together. And I can say that as far as the kids concerned, it was not it was not hard at all. Nah. Um, to the point, like he said, our daughter is twenty one, our oldest boy is twenty two. Literally, sometimes you think they are twins. Same brain. Because they share the same brain, oh. and that is amazing, having two different parents. <laughs> but um, the bond, the bond that our three oldest ones have um, is truly God sent. So for us, the blending of the two families, um, as far as the kids were concerned, was not an issue. Um, sometimes you have those issues with the other parent. Um, and so we did have an issue with that when it came to our oldest daughter. But now that she's a grown woman, she kind of see things differently. So it still didn't disrupt the flow um, at all. But that in her, in the younger, in the beginning, that was kind of um, some of the, some of the battles that we. Hey guys, Coach Angie here, defining our purpose. What does that mean to you? What does that entail? What does that look like? What do you feel that you may need in order to define your personal purpose? Could it be you need a little inspiration and motivation? Could it be that you need something that's going to help you with your spiritual growth and personal growth? Could it be that you need just a little jump start to begin that holistic health journey that you keep saying that you're going to start? Well, you can find some of these things to help you on my website, www definingourpurpose.com If you click on the DOP tab you can actually find my devotional workbook, Inspirations A-N-N-E-S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N-S This is something that helped me in my dark days and I wrote it from a place that I needed um, to find my own personal spiritual growth. Also, you can click on the Niece Charles tab and there you will find my holistic products that I create by hand as well as my coaching and different services that I provide. No matter what you need, just know that you don't have to do it alone. That There is someone that you can talk to and I'm that person if you need me. Definingourpurpose.com is where you can find all the information. Also, Inspirations is also found on Kindle and Amazon. Pardon the interruption. Um, I know we had to stop the first part of our segment 
abruptly, but we heard crying. And I'm pretty sure you heard crying as well. So we had to stop and check on that. You know, as parents, um, there's no blueprint to this thing. So we just wanted to leave it like it was, raw and uncut. Um, you never know when you're trying to carve out that time or you're trying to <laughs> sneak somewhere high. Someone is going to do something that you have to go check on to make sure no one is bleeding or dying. So that's what happened. But um, I know that when we left off, we were just talking about navigating through um, two different parents and a child being outside of the home and the different hiccups. Um, and that was a battle with our oldest daughter that we had to face. Um, and she has to, she had to grow and to understand who her dad was and who I was in her life. Um, and that's something that we navigated through. We got through, but I can say it never disrupted the bond of the siblings. That is one thing that I love, no matter what the adults are going through keeping that safe place with the siblings whether there's you call them step siblings or stepchildren or whatever you call them them still having that safe place within each other and that bond um was truly amazing to me and is a positive thing for i feel any blended family what do you say well i was proud of them um i know for my two my two bringing them in my babies kind of got along with anybody anyway, so they weren't, they didn't have their, so to speak, their butts on their shoulder. They weren't snobbish. They won't. this is our daddy, not your dad. It was more of, let us tell you some things not to do to get daddy upset. And I can say I actually heard that conversation with my two babies uh, talking to my added baby. Let, let us tell you some things not to do because if you don't do this don't do this you're going to be good but if you do this that's going to get daddy mad and that's not what you want to happen that's not what you want to do but like I said our babies they got along from Jump Street they played they laughed they argued they were siblings they won't those are Mr. Slim's kids and I'm my mama's child it was we're we're brothers and sisters that's how we brought them up I mean these guys been together since they were eight years old, our two oldest ones. So it's not like they just met from eight years old, eight years of age on up. They've been together. So all they know is us being together, getting upset, going to school together, being in high school together. So like I said, that part of meshing the two groups were, were simple. Like my wife said, we had some some issues with my oldest baby not being in the house with us as much but that was due to other parenting issues and what other parents did not like seeing that's you know that's that's not a big deal anymore or at this point I can care less my baby is grown but everything went smooth man for, for the, like I said as it comes with our babies it was no problem with them at all once everybody found their place there might have been a small time where everybody's trying to find, okay, I'm the oldest, but I'm a little older than you, but I act older than you. So we you know, we just let them work that out amongst each other. But other than that, everything was smooth, man. We didn't have any problems. And when it came to us having two together, so the two children we have together, uh, um, our baby boy, he's 12, and then the baby girl is seven. Um, and when we begin, when we added them it was such a bond of having siblings that it, they wasn't jealous that two new ones came into the fold. Um, 
they spoil these kids rotten and it's about their baby sister and brother period um so i thought that was amazing too because you never know a child's um mind state when you see two siblings that constantly have mom and dad all the time and that is what they had because they pop they didn't have that the other three didn't have that constant um so we didn't really know when we started having kids uh, how the the they would receive the babies but again they received the babies like they received each other and now it's five halls five okay basketball team starting five is what we have now <laughs> but going back to that let me stop what I'm doing to check on the crying leads me to my last question that I received how do you guys carve out couple time <laughs> what's that how, what what that mean <laughs> no but I can honestly say that we were good at it in the beginning life happened we went years years before we understood the significance and I'm going to tell you when we realized that we needed it the most is when we went to therapy that's another topic for another day but we went to counseling yes black folks went to counseling (laughs) as a couple not to the pastor as a couple we went to therapy and the um the person that did our session told us that you have to have that time together. If it's one hour, pick a day. We literally had to leave her with um, a plan to let her know what day we pick. So now, from that session to this point, Fridays is our couple time. That is the time that even if it's after work because he gets off early, I get off, I get off early and we have that time um, before the kids get out of school every Friday. So I say, um, just making it a point. It doesn't have to be long. And, and, you know, like our therapist told us, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I think our first date night was, we went for a walk in a park. I was tired, but I complained just a little bit, but <laughs> it was free. You know, just finding that time where it's quiet. Like she said, an hour. I will say that making that conscious effort to do that is really a bonding time. And that's that time where you you can sit down without the um, the kids coming in and bargaining or yelling and crying in the middle of your podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, just having that moment to, okay, so what's our plan? For the week, how are we going to execute this? What needs to be done? Like having that that time together, and even if you don't want to talk about that, you just want to talk about, you know, the time y'all have with each other. Um, I feel like it was very important, and I'm so glad that she made us do it. And it and it's sad to say that someone had to make you do it, but life happens. You're busy. You're working. I'm taking 50 million classes. This we got. The, the ballerina that has dance competition. We have a, 
a baby boy that's preparing and ready to play basketball. So we're about to add another sport. We're about to do these things. So it is tutoring. Um, It is easy to lose track. So yes, therapy. And yes, the reminder um, that, hey, what about you two? So that's my thought. What you think? I thought it was a, a great idea. I'm not one, and my wife can tell you, I'm not one that has to talk if for us to be together. We don't have to talk. We can just be sitting on the couch together, cuddled up, watching a movie. Or we can be just together, reading our own books, but we're together. I don't, I'm not one that needs to have that conversation to feel like we're together. We went on our walk, which we only done one time, I could sell it by business. We didn't do a lot of talking. It was just us walking in nature, working out together, sweating, tired. But I was fine just being with her. And I think at, at times that may throw her off. I don't need to do a lot. I'm I, I'm a homebody. I'm a homebody. I don't have to go out to spend time with my wife at dinner in a movie. I could just sit in the living room with my wife and watch TV. Sit in the room together. Lay on the bed beside each other and just, just lay there. Breathing. It doesn't take much for me. And and I had I've realized that having little people, because my babies and I, when I say my babies, I mean all five of them. There is no we do have personal space, but they have no problem come laying on the bed. This is 22 to 7. You would think the oldest kids like, nah, you know, I'm too old for that. Oh, no. No. No, not mine. Mine knock on the door. They're coming in. Everybody's on the bed. Everybody has a blanket. And like I said, this is from 22 to 7. When all my babies are home, trust me, I know they all home because everybody's in one room. And I love that dynamic with my family. But I also got to tell my wife, hey, babe we're married we're not married to them we're married to each other so we have to leave them because anytime we wanted to leave i gotta take my kids with me i can't leave my kids and i'm like well when your kids are grown and gone and you done push me to the wayside all this time how are we gonna fire this back up because you let it go cold because you were so concerned about taking your kids my babies need to go with me my babies need to go with me and so now it's 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 getting better it's getting i'm not saying a lot a lot has changed but she has my wife has made a conscious effort to say okay guys me and daddy gonna go out or like she said sometimes it, it helps her that we both get off work early so she don't put herself in some kind of pressure box so we go out and do a little something before the kids get out of school because i already know excuse me that my baby's at home she's trying to break her neck to get to the house my baby's home I'm like yeah they've been home for two minutes it'll be alright and mind you they're never home alone never home alone And but my wife will still break her neck to get there and they cut our time short and I've realized that being a married couple the longer you stay married the harder you gotta make sure you spend that quality time together because you will take it you won't look at each other with the same sparkle in your eye as you get older 
in marriage you, you will start saying oh they're always there i shouldn't have to do this because you've been there this long and that's the worst thing that can happen then you turn to that couple that's been together 25 years and year 26 you both get a divorce because you're no longer in love with each other and i want i personally want to stay in love with my wife not love my wife be in love with my wife so that's why this the why one-on-one time is is vital that's just how i feel about it there you go babe take it away (laughs) well so that was a great point and that is i hope that you can take something from that um and like i said we're still navigating through this thing guys we are not experts we just giving you the hall's point of view of marriage and the roads that we um, have taken to get to the point that we are now. The dead ends and the right way. Right. <laughs> so, um, again, I hope that you enjoyed the show. And you know what, husband? I might have to have you back because you're kind of a great co-host a little bit. But don't, you know, don't try to take my show over. And that's why I just sit here and be quiet. <laughs> No, but it was great, and we'll be doing more shows. So, um, and it is some topics that we didn't get to, so I guess I will have to have him back. But um, it has been great, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this thing called marriage on Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. Thank you for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, and wherever you get your awesome podcasts, and also on Anchor FM. So remember, we're here every Thursday for some much-needed chit-chat over your hot cup of tea. <laughs>